3: An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan.
0: Mike was our head coach for six seasons. And he brought a lot of passion every day to work. To players, to staff, to the organization. The last two seasons have been very disappointing. The fans felt it. I felt it. We made changes last year, and I came to believe we needed to make a change to the coaching staff.
4: So, kaboom to you, Mike Vrabel. That was Tennessee owner Amy Adams-Strunk, and you just heard the decision to get rid of Mike Vrabel. Two years ago, they were the number one seed in the AFC, and then Tannehill was very giving in the playoffs to the Bengals. Last two years, sub-500. They did, I guess, if you're Mike Vrabel, end on a high note, they ruined Jacksonville's party.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think, Bob, I think he's a good coach, and I think he'll have a lot of opportunities. I think a lot of people will want to interview him because he, he's got a winning record. And I think the the players like... I mean, he had not had a quarterback the last couple of years is one of the problems. And they, they had a lot of injuries, especially in the offensive line. Um, they lost their receiver. So... um and I don't know that he gets along great with the new GM. New GM comes in. That's usually a difficult situation. They brought in Rand Carthon from the Niners. And I'm guessing that Bobby Slowick Jr., who's the OC at Houston, will probably have a really good chance to get that job because they were together in San Fran.
4: In Tennessee, they have Will Levis, but jury's still out as to whether or not he's a franchise QB. And Derek Henry's hitting free agency.
3: Well, he already grabbed the mic at the end, thanked everybody, and said bye. He
4: did a victory (laughs) lap. So we'll see how it goes for him. You know, getting up there in years and running backs tend to hit the wall rather quickly. And you talk about A.J. Brown got traded to Philly. Turned out to be a disastrous trade for Tennessee because Traylon Burks, the guy they first-round pick out of Arkansas, has not filled those shoes
3: at all. No. And they they lost a lot when they lost – A.J. Brown, he didn't seem like he was the bitcher and complainer in Tennessee like he's been in Philly, but he was phenomenal in Philly. He's been phenomenal in both places, and the the GM the GM prior to Rand Carthon got fired because of the A.J. Brown trade.
4: It's video. It is NFL lunch here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Nolan brought this up earlier in the show. Nolan McGraw, the NFL Players Association, all pro first team. Announced today, voted on by the players, no. NFL Players Association. Lamar Jackson is the quarterback. No stunner there. Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Juszczyk. Well, yeah, Juszczyk, Juszczyk is just like
3: every year, you know.
4: McCaffrey running back, I don't think he can dispute that. No. Juszczyk, it's been like seven Pro Bowls. I know it. Drafted by the Ravens uh, way back when. C.D. Lamb and Tyreek Hill were the wide receivers. Can't argue with that. Because Justin Jefferson missed Time. Yeah.
3: And C.D. Lamb, like what, the last nine games, Bob? He was better in- than spectacular.
4: incredible. Travis Kelsey, the tight end.
3: Yeah. He kind of faltered a l- little bit down the stretch. But I'm guessing teams, uh, you play in Kansas City, well, let's double Kelsey, take him out. They got nothing.
4: Left tackle, Trent Williams, San Francisco. Given. John Harbaugh himself said before the Ravens played them on Christmas night, future Hall of Famer. think yep. that's pretty much that's cemented. No doubt. Guard, Joel Petonio, and Tyler Smith were tied in the vote, NFLPA. Okay. Center, Jason Kelsey, Philadelphia.
3: I think he's going to retire, Bob, after this year. But, I mean, he's he's made it a bunch of years, too.
4: Right guard, Zach Martin.
3: Notre Dame. The, the Dallas, star. Dallas got two, two guards.
4: Right tackle, Lane Johnson, Philly. Is
3: that reputation?
4: Is he, like, 50 years old? Has he been around forever?
3: I remember when he came up, Bob, he was like a tight end kind of guy, you know. Really yeah. athletic. Was he Oklahoma? I think he was Oklahoma.
4: Defense. Got two edge rushers here. Miles Garrett, Cleveland, and Max Crosby from the Raiders.
3: And what happened to uh, what? He's going to be defensive player of the year.
4: Oh, no man. Nose tackle. Dexter Lawrence. Dallas. Giants. Or Giants, yeah. Interior lineman. We talked about it. No,
3: Matabike, but Chris Jones and Aaron Donald. Yeah, when I looked up to, I just looked up the stats a little bit ago. Matabike dwarfs Aaron Donald, like 13 sacks to eight. And he has more than any defensive tackle. And he just needs more of a reputation, like you said, Bob, to get in.
4: Off ball linebacker, used to be called middle linebackers or inside linebackers, whatever. Roquan Smith, Fred Warner.
3: Yeah, that's, uh, you can't argue with that.
4: Cornerbacks: Deron Bland, all them picks in Dallas, and Patrick Sertain, the second in Denver.
3: The only thing with Bland, Bob, is, is which game? Like, he got – they attacked him and roasted him. He had
4: a Diggs. Remember, uh, Trayvon Diggs had the big year a couple years ago with all the picks, but gave up a ton of big plays. Yeah. Free safety, Jesse Bates at Atlanta. Strong safety, Kyle Hamilton for the Ravens. Uh, kick returner. Cassine, Nixon, Green Bay punt returner Darius Davis, the Chargers' core teamer. Uh, let's see, Jalen reeves Maven Got to give everyone some respect here. Detroit, Brendan Schooler, New England kicker Brandon Aubrey, Dallas. Dallas. I don't think that's a. That was kind of a mistake. no-brainer. Yeah.
3: What he missed uh, two field goals, the only two of the season.
4: Got the got last a block and a doink off the upright, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Punter AJ Cole, Raiders, and finally the long snapper. Uh, Ross Matichik from the Jacksonville Jaguars.
3: So that, I, I think that it was, your
4: NFL PA team as chosen, uh, chosen by
3: the players themselves. Other than Matt, the Ravens should have four. Other than that, getting three, pretty good. I mean, Dallas has a lot. They better uh, see what they do.
4: Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan, NFL Lunch. Trent Simpson was on Baltimore Football Daily talking about various subjects relating to him and the team. And Simpson out of Clemson,
3: mm-hmm.
4: slow starter, more of a special teamer, but coming off a career game against Pittsburgh, was talking about how vets like the J- Jadavian Clowney, who was a former number one overall pick, have helped him.
5: Man, I appreciate that, you know, the older guys, you know, earning a little bit of, you know, respect from those guys. And, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure they've seen the work i put in and, you know, just trying to trust the process and, you know, stay confident continue to come to practice and give them all and learn every day. But uh, it meant a lot, you know, because I also watched him in South Carolina, you know, so just having those, those teammates that I grew up watching and to be on a team and we we're all chasing that one goal, that Super Bowl all together this year, you know, it's it's been a great journey, you know, and I pray that it continues to keep going in the right direction and we finish the season Super Bowl champions. He s-
3: says all the right things. He sounds sounds like a pretty good kid. Sounds like an intelligent kid, Bob. Um, and he had a good game. You know, it's the first time we've ever heard him talk.
4: Well, what are you talking about when you're, you know. Yeah. I mean, when you come knocked out national TV. <laughs> all right, let's do one more here. Trenton Simpson. Here he is talking about Queen and Roquan and playing behind two studs and learning from them as well.
5: Man, it's been a truly a blessing. Like, you know, I couldn't have asked for a, a better situation to be in a room with the, I, me personally the two best linebackers in the National Football League and just to be able to be around those guys every day, you know, and um, study film with them and pick up tendencies because, you know, like, they play at a high level, but it's truly because of the film study they put in throughout the week. So, you know, just being able to ask them questions and then, like, during the game when I was coming to the sideline, like, you know, Roquan and PQ were telling me more tips. So when I went out there, you know, I could do better, and every time I felt like I was out there and getting more series during that game, I felt like I was just approving and getting more confident throughout the game. So, you know, I'm truly blessed to be in a room like that. Did he say foul line?
3: Didn't he, Norm? Didn't he say when I go to the foul line? Sideline, maybe. Yeah. Sounded like foul line, but yeah, I and you know what? Look at what Roquan did for Patrick Queen, and I think he's going to get that opportunity to next year to be that guy. And I think it's going to be, there'll be some rough patches at the beginning, and hopefully he grows and develops like Queen did.
4: It's video and Haiti, 1057. The fan will come back. Look at the playoff schedule. Super wild card weekend. You want to join us? Now is your chance. Portem, 583 <laughs> 1057. 5, and then Chris Bumbacka USA Today. Preview the weekend with him in the National Football League. And where does Mike Vrabel wind up if he gets a head coaching job? <sighs>
6: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Vinny and Hayley on your home for sports. 1057, a fan.
5: Uh, Mike is, is, is a younger younger guy, so he kind of relates to us a little bit more. But I think he's done an excellent job of learning from like Wink and how he saw stuff, made meetings fun, gives guys different opportunities to play music before the, the meetings and stuff. He just makes everything really, really uh, fun, not as boring or monotonous.
4: That's Michael Pierce, second go-around with the Ravens. Now, well, he's been here a couple years now. his was injury plagued. Minnesota sat out of season because of COVID and his career. If he stays on the field, he can be a productive guy. I mean, when he was in Baltimore first time around, he earned that free agent deal with the Vikings, but he was talking about Mike McDonald. He played for wink here. And now Mike McDonald, younger. I mean, Winks kind of what? 60 years old. I believe now. And. And McDonald relates, like relatability, I guess, in this modern day and of athlete Vinny. That goes a long way, I would assume. Well,
3: probably it helped Mike McDonald, too, Bob, that, what, a couple of years ago he was coaching 18 to 22-year-olds at Michigan, so he kind of got a feel for how to deal with the younger guys. Um, and, yeah, I, I got uh, – you know, it's, it's a different way. You have to adapt because kids are di- different nowadays. You, you can't – It's hard to be, like, just the old-school guy and be that guy. I mean, that doesn't work. It doesn't seem – there's not a lot of those kind of guys still around.
4: Now, the Ravens are back at practice today. Uh, John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson are going to meet with the media later on in the afternoon But Jets Rebeck, the athletic, tweeting it out. Not practicing for the Ravens. No Zay Flowers with a calf. No Malik Harrison groin. No Marlon Humphrey calf. No Delshawn Phillips with a shoulder. No Charlie Kohler. No Adape Owe. Practicing today, however, Kevin Zeitler with a knee, Gino Stone with a knee, and Kyle Hamilton with a
3: knee. All out there on the practice field. Yeah, that was more not practicing than I thought. Um, But they've got... I mean, the guy on that list that has got to play is Zay Flowers, that that's going to be one of the key guys, but today is what Wednesday, so they got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So they got like five more days of tr- really a lot of treatment and stuff. That hopefully they'll all be back on the field.
4: All right, before we get to the playoff schedule, Super Wildcard Weekend. Let's get a phone in, a phone call in here. WJK Law phone lines open for you, all of you, ladies and gentlemen. Antonio and Rosedale. Antonio, how you doing today, man? Good. How you guys doing? Doing all right. Hi,
2: Vinny.
3: Hello. What's up? How you doing? Ah, uh, hey, if I was doing any better, I'd be you.
2: <laughs> Besides Lamar Jackson, what player had the best season for the Ravens?
4: And you guys have a wonderful day. All right, Antonio. Best season, Raven, not Lamar.
3: I got two. Both on the defense, Matabike or Hamilton. One of those two.
4: Yeah, and they're strong. Yeah. performances as well. Roquan had a really good year. Patrick Queen yeah. had a really good year. But, you know, Hamilton is a guy that, look, again, we can go back to the night after they drafted, and we're on here going, just sign Marcus Williams. It's a luxury pick. Why didn't they draft a receiver or a pass rusher? That's
0: yeah. why Eric
4: DaCosta runs things, and we're sitting here talking about what he did after the well, fact. I,
3: I would say with Roquan, Bob, he just did what we expected. The other two did more than we expected.
4: Matt B.K. especially. No doubt. Because you, well, glimpses last year from both. Yep. Hamilton, especially. Yeah. Because in that playoff loss to the Bengals, you can make a case Hamilton was the best player on the field yeah. for the Ravens that night. And that's just kind of carried over here into 23. But Matty BK, at the very least, has gotten himself paid one way, shape, or form. Whether it's Baltimore or somebody else, franchise tag could be part of his future here. Well,
3: I think the franchise, if they can't get a deal done, they'll franchise him. And, you know, the, the only negative about that for him is, you know, it's not long term. He's going to get a lot of money for one year. Life-changing money for a year. But he's he's due a big contract. If he wants one.
4: Because the Raven Broderick Washington got an extension. They just extended Pierce, what, over the weekend? Yep. A couple years. I mean, you still have, you know, with Travis Jones waiting in the wings, uh, entering his third season next year. But Matt Abike, you drafted him. You've developed him. I mean, I'm not, why not reap the benefits, for at least for a little while?
3: Here, I, right? I still would like, you know, like a Pierce kind of deal for Clowney. You know, like a two-year type deal for Clowney. And then Noy, yeah, may- maybe.
4: He might be a dude browing it up with uh, Pat McAfee next year, for all we know. Yeah. Part of that thing. All right, playoff matchups this week. It is called Super Wild Card Weekend. You can hear all of your NFL action postseason style here on 105.7. The Fan. First game Saturday, NBC, 4.30, Cleveland at Houston Browns are favored by two and a half points. C.J. Stroud was outstanding in the playoff clinching, which turned out to be a division-winning game against the Colts. And we all know about Joe Flacco's uh, postseason past. But again, it's been nine years since he won a playoff game. It's not like he did it last year. It's been
3: nine years, and it's been 11 years since they won the Super Bowl. Right. And... and Bob, he's thrown how many interceptions in, what, the four games he's played or the three games he's played? He's thrown a lot of interceptions. I mean, a couple of pick sixes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Either. And the, the thing about it is is he's got a defense that can usually hold up, but they got a young quarterback that's a stud that their offense is is pretty good. So it's, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a hell of a game, Bob. And I'm it,
4: looking forward to it. Saturday night, Dolphins are at Kansas City. Chiefs four-and-a-half point favorites. It's going to be really cold. I mean, the expected temperature is two degrees. That's before wind chills. It's going to be like the uh, the freezer bowl we were talking about earlier. Uh, it's on Peacock. Peacock. Write it down. Don't call in Tuesday going, why well, wasn't on NBC. It's on Peacock. Again, if you have a problem, call Roger Goodell. His phone lines are open. Yeah,
3: it's going to be. Bob, you know what I used to do when I was in high school in Minnesota? We played games, you know, where it was teens. And I put atomic bomb all over my body because it was nice and hot. But it just so happened that game that it was really cold. We were so far ahead at halftime that I'm just standing, I froze my ass off. (laughs) Sunday's games, 1
4: o'clock, Pittsburgh at Buffalo, Bills minus 10. Let's see, middle game, 430 on Fox Green Bay at Dallas. Even Chris Canny said that McCarthy's coaching for his job Mm -hmm. Saturday. Dallas undefeated at
3: home. Yeah.
4: And then they lay an egg here against a – Packers team that has a losing record on the road that ain't going to go over well. No, I wouldn't think Dallas minus seven and a half
3: and a defense that's not not good.
4: And then Saturday night in Detroit, it's the Rams, it's the Lions. I saw on social media or the interweb. I don't know if it's true. You can't believe everything you see. That Detroit's not going to let people wear Matt Stafford Lions jerseys. Is, uh-huh. That's not real, is it? Yeah. Is
3: that oh real? yeah. I, I I read it. Yeah, that's what uh, they're. And I'm guessing there's a lot of people have them.
4: Yeah. I guess you can wear a Greg Landry jersey, though. Whatever. Anyway, Lions three-point favorites. Golf against uh, his former team. Stafford against his former team. Two former number one overall draft picks. And then finally, Monday night. Yes, there's a Monday night football game. It's on ESPN, ABC, ESPN+. Plus. Philly at Tampa. Eagles three-point favorites on the road. Uh, again, we've talked about the decline of the Eagles over the last few weeks. They look like a sure-fire number one see now they're playing a road wild card game when it was all said and
3: done i mean bob they they've they've really struggled i mean when when you look at it what they lost to the giants 27 10 they lost 35 31 to the cardinals at home they lost 2017 at seattle they lost 33 13 to the cowboys 4219 to the Niners. They've been blowing it. They've been beating pretty good. It's Vinny
4: at Haney1057 the fan. Chris Boombaca. USA Today will be joining us next to talking about Super Wild Card Weekend and the coaching carousel that is the NFL. And a trip through Nolan's funhouse before inside access takes over at two.
6: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
3: NCAA. Get it all right here. 1057
4: The Fan. Haiti, 1057 The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. Some Donna Summer for you. Hot stuff. Baby this evening. Bob Haiti, Bitty Serrata, Nolan McGraw the side of the glass. Super wild card weekend starts Saturday. We just went down the matchups. Joining us now to talk about that and the coaching news in the NFL which is always plentiful. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline USA Today. Let's welcome back to the show, Chris Boombaca. Chris, good afternoon. What's happening?
2: Good afternoon, my guys. How are we doing? Doing, doing all
4: right, man. And we were talking earlier about Mike Vrabel uh, getting the boot yesterday. And granted, he's a respected coach. Not trying to say he's like Vince Lombardi, but he's out there and ready to roll. So your surprise level there. And on the flip side, surprise level that Matt Eberflus keeps his job in Chicago given all of the the equity they got built up for this off season to make a run here.
2: Yeah, let's start with raves right? Um surprise level really high on that uh at the same time the fact that they fired him is the, is the surprise there. Uh because who are you going to get to replace him that's, you know, an upgrade. But look, if there are disagreements, if there are differences, you could only do so much and uh and move on. And owner AD Adam, Amy Adams Strunk said yesterday in uh, an interview that working out a trade for him would have been, uh, you know, a little bit too difficult logistically and contractually. So they decided to just move on. Um, and it, you know, the move itself isn't as surprising because there have been reports now for some time that there's discord within that front office within the organization. Uh, they moved on from former GM John Robinson, hired Rand Carson to run that personnel department uh, and whether or not there are disagreements there or just uh, whether there would be a, a full rebuild versus a win a little bit as we go uh, and rebuild this thing, because that roster just is, is a shell of itself from the one seed that they were just a couple years back going over to Chicago and Eber uh, the decision to move on from his offensive staff uh, makes sense. He's probably told that he needed to make some changes. I don't fully understand the idea of keeping a head coach that, you know, uh, his job security is always going to be a question uh, while he gets another chance to bring in an offensive staff. They're going to probably take a quarterback with the number one pick, right? We don't know for certain, but uh, let's imagine that Caleb Williams goes there, right, or anybody else, uh, Drake May. And after one season of this offensive staff, uh Iberflus and his crew are told to go packing if things don't go well. Now, Caleb Williams is on a second offensive coordinator in year 2 in the league, uh to me it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
3: What uh do you see uh Todd Munkin or Mike McDonald
2: getting a job? Yeah, I think uh I think McDonald has a little bit of a better chance uh just because I think you're going to see a little bit of a an overcorrection in terms of defensive guys getting jobs this cycle and maybe for the next few it's been such a, you know, OC dom- a former OC dominated, uh, you know, hiring practices over the last few cycles. So I think we'll see, um, some more defensive guys get shots. And that obviously is, is Mike and, uh, you know, on the younger side, more of a, a brand builder. Uh, but that's not to say that Todd won't get his shot one day. I think it makes a lot of sense that both of them are uh, getting looks and, uh, you know, luckily the NFL has kind of put rules in for the Ravens. Uh, the NFL has put rules in place to limit interviews. And when these guys are available to actually go sit down with teams, uh, if their team is still in the playoffs. So, uh, shouldn't affect their, uh, their work now, but, uh, when you're the number one seed and both sides of the ball did as well as they did, it, it makes sense that they're going to get calls.
3: What do you think happens with Jim Harbaugh? I read, uh, I read online, somebody said that uh, Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, will do anything he can to keep him at Michigan.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's going to really come down to what Jim wants, right? Is he going to be okay with the NCAA always breathing down his neck? Uh, Does he want that next challenge now of trying to lift a Lombardi trophy after getting it done at the college level? And he's the big domino to fall, right? It's him, Belichick, Vrabel now. And I think that the coaching market will kind of sort itself out once those three guys' futures are determined. Uh, and at the same time, I don't think either any of those uh, guys are in a rush to get things done. And as I said before, the timelines have been pushed back a little bit, so we shouldn't expect resolutions in the immediate future. But uh, I think Jim, I think Jim stays. I, I don't, I don't know if any of these jobs are particularly appealing enough. I know that there's the reports that he really likes Justin Herbert and the Chargers would be, a, you know, a good fit given his California background. Uh, if he's up for it, I think that roster has a lot more work to do than what people realize. And we don't know who the GM is going to be there. And I think that's also part of Jim's, uh, you know, conditions. I think he's going to want a big say in personnel. So if a team's willing to give him that control, maybe that does uh, that does tip his hand a little bit in one direction.
3: Now the odds that uh, the Ravens are going to be playing the winner of Cleveland and Houston is what?
2: Uh, I'll say ninety five percent. There's no way it's going to be. <laughs> I the agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, I, I almost said a, I almost said ninety nine, but then I realized if the Dolphins are able to upset the, the Chiefs, that that they would come back to uh, M and T, which I'm sure the Ravens would love. But I also don't really see that game going uh, that way. So uh the Steelers, I, unfortunately, I give no chance to beat the Bills. Uh I think that they will cover that big point spread there. It's about 10 points today. So uh I think it's going to be closer than what people imagine. I just do not see them beating the Bills at all. And then kind of the same thing with Miami, Kansas City, Uh especially that game being on the road and the weather, obviously this is going to be a huge storyline. So uh, I think Miami keeps it close, but Kansas City wins that one too. So sets up Bills, Kansas City, and then, uh, Ravens taking the winner of that game. Who do you think wins that one? The old guy or the young guy? I'm taking the Texans. I, I mean, I think uh, it would be awesome to see Flacco come back to Baltimore, right? As a, in this playoff game, as a Browns, you know, the storylines right itself. Uh, and I feel like it's a post-season of storylines already going into this weekend alone, but I just – there's something about the way that Stroud's playing right now that, uh, you know, really has me thinking that they can get it done, uh, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, even though that Cleveland defense is strong and, and is going to give him, you know, all the headaches. But you got to remember these teams played on Christmas Eve. Stroud was out while well, he was still dealing with the concussion protocol. And it's just hard to beat teams, you know, twice in a row in that in that span. So I think with Stroud, with that experience, uh, the Texans can get it done.
3: Now, the NFC, I mean, there could be an upset at any of the games, I think.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Cowboys-Packers is going to be really close as well. I have that game coming down to like a field goal at the end. I think the Cowboys do get it done, though. I think that they'll be able to do enough offensively against that Green Bay defense that just has not been able to put together a solid game plan all year. Um, And so if Dak and CD can get off to a hot start, I could see them – you know, pulling away there. And then uh, I still do think that the Packers make it close. I have the Rams in an upset over uh, the Lions. Uh, Stafford going back into Detroit against his former team and uh, getting the job done. Uh, I think that's going to be a great game, too. So that, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and then, you know, on the other game, the Monday night game, Eagles-Bucks, I really don't know what to make of that one. That's the one I'm struggling most with to predict. Uh, what Eagles team are you going to get? Are they going to play with some pride as those veterans, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, are you know, playing what could be their final games as Eagles um, or in the NFL for that matter, um, you know, against this Bucks team that, you know, has a really good defense at times. And then sometimes they disappear a Baker Mayfield who has played really well at times. And then as he's kind of nursing an injury here at the end of the season, kind of disappeared in week 18 against the, Panthers there in a game that they needed to have and only put up nine points. So, um, yeah, going to be interesting to see that one.
4: Chris Boombaka covers the NFL for USA Today. Chris, as always, appreciate your time. Enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend, and we'll talk to you before the divisional round and beyond, and we'll know by then who the Ravens are playing and how many points they'll be favored by and all the fun stuff (laughs) that goes along with it.
2: All right, thanks so much, guys. Have a great one.
4: All right, there's Chris Boombaka, everybody. Everybody, uh, not everybody, but he's one of the many. It
3: seems Vinny liking the Rams over the Lions for some. Yeah, time. a lot of. I think I think Detroit is going to come out and play a pretty physical game. It, it's you know who's going to make plays. Can is Stafford throwing the ball? All you know is Cup and uh, Puka. You know are they making plays or is Detroit you know running the ball and making plays? Without uh, Laporta, that's going to be a big one because that's a key guy for the Lions.
4: Uh, I think Buffalo beats Pittsburgh, but I think it's going to be Puffy Pants breakout hammer time, ladies and gentlemen. We're door picks on Friday when we come back. Trip through the butthouse, Nolan McGraw. Uh, Nolan McGraw news from the nest is done. Inside access that's ready to bring you some news from nests and all that good stuff.
3: Sports with balls. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 the fan.
4: Cordell Woodland, our colleague here on the fan, xing this out. Ravens not practicing. No Zay Flowers, no Charlie Kohler, no Malik Harrison, no Delshawn Phillips, no Adape Owe. Humphrey was there, but working out on a side field. So yes. getting a little work in there. Ravens today have designated Devin Duvernay to return. He's out there at practice, as is Dalvin Cook. So that's your Wednesday practice update here.
3: Yeah, I, nothing to be concerned about yet. It's only Wednesday. So they've got, what, 11 days before they play, 10, 11 days before they play a game. So next week is when it's game week. You know, when they start next Wednesday, a week from today, Bob, then it'll start. Because if guys aren't practicing then, They've been off for a while. Sure. Now we had a uh, we talk about Mike McDonald a lot
4: here, the Ravens' uh, defense coordinator, a hot commodity it seems for up uh, or coaching vacancies and him versus Munkin. Could be a little ageism here too? Is McDonald's in his thirties and you know Munkin's our right. age?
3: Yeah, I, I would say um, a lot of it's going to be dependent on. Am I looking for offense? defense, am I looking for a leader of men? I think the reason you look at the teams that Todd has got interview requests from, San Diego, or the Chargers quarterback, Mm -hmm. they got a stud quarterback, and then with Carolina, they want to develop their young quarterback like he has done with Lamar. So I think those are the two reasons why he's got those two interviews. And with Mike McDonald, I think he's he's one of the hot guys.
4: Video 1057, the fan. I was going to follow that up with a comment about Nolan, but I don't want to offend him. Give me your best shot. No, you <laughs> said one of the hot guys, and oh. I, I don't want to say that. Yeah, he's taken. Why them. would I be offended by that? You're taken, Nolan. It's not normally a thing that the bobster would say if you don't. Know I can saying. still be flattered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about your uh, nice uh, hoodie over there? Thank you. Nike. They're, they're, oh, Nike. Oh, oh like, excuse me, no Did Nolan. you get a raise? No, I got a good deal. (laughs) It's the left sleeve longer than the right sleeve. One of those, Dolan McGraw. All right, Dolan, let's go to that fun house of yours. Quick
3: draws, funhouse.
6: The -the
3: The rudeness, tuness, text reader. Who's
5: the fastest
3: gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake.
0: I like that quick draw.
3: One oh five seven. The
1: fan. Start with Eric in Bel Air. He hears you, Bob. I know the game's on Peacock, thanks to Chris Collinsworth begging us all to sign up last (laughs) Sunday night. But I won't be watching, out of general principle. Uh, just wait for you guys to tell me who won on Tuesday.
4: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure you can watch. find out quicker yeah. than that. Right. Yeah, I mean you follow it on your phone. I'm sure.
3: I'll go to my remote, hit that
4: blue button, and say
1: uh, Peacock.
4: Yeah, and you can just you know go to ESPN or NFL.com.
1: They'll have that play-by-play yeah. little thing. Or listen there. right here on the fan. Oh, it's a layup, no <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Call Third strike on that one. Yeah. How about this one here? Texter says. Uh, Big Ravens fan, obviously rooting for them, but would be a little bit of poetic justice to a potential scenario, Joe Flacco coming into Baltimore and beating the Ravens in the postseason. No, that would not be nice. That'd be great for them. It would oh it would actually for
4: a day or two or three. It'd be great for ratings, cause people yeah. would be melting down, melt St. Helen style. But yeah, I've been saying it for a month.
1: I want Cleveland in the divisional round. They're not winning though. That's the whole caveat. It says poetic justice, so justice for what? Yeah. Was Flacco wronged by Baltimore? I, I don't think so. No,
3: he got he got paid mightily.
4: Pa- played out the string and they and brought it he got, in. High. Yeah. He was about to win his second most valuable player award, yeah. by and the it, way. And
3: they just did they found him just on the couch. You know, and pri- like with the Jets last year, he stunk.
4: Yeah, did he get wronged there? Did he get wronged in Denver? Did he get wrong? Wasn't he with the Eagles for a cup of coffee,
1: too, From I'm not yeah. I mean, other teams have wronged him since he left Baltimore. How about this one here? Texter says, no other team in the AFC scares me right now. Uh, we spent the entire offseason talking about how stacked the AFC was going to be, how much of a gauntlet it would be. Now the playoffs are here. It's pretty much wide open for Baltimore as far as I'm concerned.
3: Well, they're going to be favored in every game. The only thing is, is Buffalo's hot right now. So that's always a scary scenario with the quarterback. And Cleveland's got a really good defense. And we've seen Joe Flacco when he gets hot and he gets lucky, you know, like that Denver game. And, you know. so And that Ford ran all over him,
1: too, last time. Yeah, he had over 100. Another texter here says, did some research and found that since Harbaugh was hired in 2008, there have been close to 150 head coaching changes in that time across the league. Give me continuity anytime. Kudos to the Ravens organization.
3: Yep. Kudos to Steve Bishotti. I mean, because usually you look at new owners when they come in, usually firing everybody. He didn't. He kept Continuity.
1: And one last one here. Texter says, Pressure will be on Lamar and Harbaugh when they take the field in the division round. That's not a dig at either of them, just facts. Uh, they have the talent themselves and around them to succeed. Just a matter of getting out of their own way sometimes. No turnovers for Lamar. No boneheaded challenges for Harbaugh. Who has more pressure on him,
3: Dak or Lamar? I think it's equal. Yeah, equal that's close. pressure. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, because... They lose Dallas, their head coach probably gets fired. Yeah. They're not, and Dak, aren't they talking about extending him too? Yeah. Yeah, they
3: are. And he's been playing great.
4: Yeah. And Lamar, he'll probably, him and Purdy and Lamar are the three leading MVP candidates. Yeah. And if the Ravens lose, well, we don't have to tell the people what oh, to expect. Oh what would Bob if the Ravens lose in that for that Monday one and four in the playoffs, but we're not going to think about nope. it negatively because they're going to win their first game, no matter who the opponent is. It's Vinny and 1057 the fan. We're done. Inside access coming up here in a matter of minutes. We're back tomorrow at 10 o'clock with Total Request Thursday for Nolan McGraw, Viddy i on Bob Haiti. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the morning for now. Class spin.